Live from historic O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner, it's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Breaking down today's Sooner game, here are your hosts, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I have a favorite college football player. Actually, I just have a favorite football player in general. He wears number 12 for the University of Oklahoma. The back of his jersey said Unity tonight. And I'm not the only one here. Jake, loyal ref army member, loves Drake Stoops. Sam and Edmund loves him some Drake Stoops. He's at O'Connell's as well. Drake Stoops, just fantastic. He had the best game of his career in Stillwater last week, Travis Davidson. And then he outdid himself. Ten catches, 164 yards, and three touchdowns tonight for Drake Stoops. Wow. What else, what else can you say? Kid's a gamer, man. Yeah, and, 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 and last week it's almost like he got a – a taste of it. Last week represented his first time in his career that he had double-digit receptions and triple-digit receiving yards, and he said, ooh, I like that. <laughs> he said, I think I'm going to go do that again, and he did, Tyler. He went out, and and you can kind of tell, you know, that speech he gave that said, look, we, we still got a lot to play for, man. This team played like that today, 645 total yards. The defense comes out flying around. Danny Stutzman is back in the fold, looking Look good. good man. Dylan Gabriel has eight, count them, eight touchdowns. I mean. First, first player in school history, right? Eight total touchdowns, <laughs> I think. I, 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 I believe he is. I, I think seven was the – I mean, I believed Kyler and Baker, I think, each had yeah. seven at times. I think Jalen's max was six. Well, hey, uh, this offense put someone away, and they did it early tonight. They did, so they did. The drives that we have been waiting on, they happened tonight. They put a team away. They looked impressive. Best game by the offense since the Iowa State game. Yeah, I mean, easily, man. Uh, yeah, and, and – a, a lot of deep stuff down the field. The run game's there, man. They, they got a run game. Whoa, watch out. Oh, you can run the football now. Hey, I, I know. It's hard to believe. Yeah. But, oh, you can run the ball. Yeah, and when you look at – Oklahoma State that just crapped the bed today. Mm, they tough. look like garbage. Um, they look terrible. Kansas, I mean, Jason Bean goes down. I mean, the, the league is trying to come back to us. <laughs> really the league is. knows it's home, doesn't it, Tyler? Yeah. It knows it's home. It's going towards the light. It understands that this league has always belonged to the University of Oklahoma. And if we keep playing like that, it's hey, like the, like the, the Dr. Evil gift. Yep. Just looking at Mini-Me like, come on, let come the, on back. Let the chips fall where they may, but that was a complete performance. There was basically one late first-half touchdown that we gave up that I think some people had some issues with. That's fine. Yeah, You win in absolute blowout fashion today. Look like the Oklahoma of old, one might say. Well, and just to go big picture with it, today – was a really good day for OU. I mean, the past couple of weeks have been bad. Today was good in that, okay, the offense looked like the offense that we've been waiting to see. You win the game. You win it convincingly. There's a lot of good. But not only did Kansas lose. Remember what we talked about on Wednesday. How would this fan base feel if they just win and play well and one of those two options that you need, Kansas lose and Texas lose, just one of those happened? Well, it got even better than that because now – and we talked about all last week. Went out, Kansas loses, Texas loses, Bedlam rematch. Well, now that Oklahoma State loses, you've got another path to the Big 12 championship game now. So it would have been better if, you know, TCU, I, I guess, still has time to come back and win this game, not looking great. That's the ultimate day. But it's pretty good day for OU, all in all. You, you get two results that you really needed outside of your own. Yeah, and just as a reset, Tyler, let's do this. As a reset... Oklahoma, in order to get back to the Big 12 championship, 
needed two of three things to happen. Uh, one Texas loss, one Kansas loss, or two Oklahoma State losses. Correct. And you, you checked a couple boxes today, and you kind of got a surprise, right? A lot of people didn't expect Tech to get Kansas. They didn't expect UCF. A lot of people didn't use, expect UCF to beat Oklahoma State. So if either Texas or Oklahoma State, and, and, and for those of you not here at Historic O'Connell's on Campus Corner, uh, TCU just scored a touchdown against Texas to bring it within one score. Um, that was a decent cheer. If they score and take the lead, this place is going to erupt and go crazy. It better erupt and go crazy if TCU ends up winning this game. Because you'll be two wins away from playing for a Big 12 championship. And, 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 and Tyler, yes, Big 12 championship for sure. But give me a rematch against Oklahoma State. Oh, my State. God, that's what I want to. And I'll tell so you what, bad. Oklahoma State does not want that smoke. No. I promise you no. they don't want that smoke. No, they no, got no, off no, no, all no, their no. jokes thinking they were winning the eternal bedlam and all this. They do not want the smoke of playing no. Oklahoma again. And they don't want the smoke of playing Oklahoma with Danny Stutzman. I promise you that. I promise you. Big 12 refs want the smoke with OU, apparently. I, I mean, dude, I don't know what's going on. What, what's what's going on? I Did I miss something? How was that targeting call on Drake Stoops overturned? I, I, I truly don't know. It looked as blatant as, as it could be, man. I mean, it was helmet to helmet in the end zone as soon as he on a defenseless player. I I mean, whatever. It didn't impact the game, but jeez, dude. They're trying their best. Your mark was on the phone going, figure it out. Figure it out. And and the refs are saying, I don't know what to tell you, Brett. I don't know what to tell you. Did he say gig him? Oh. Half, half your team's going to be in the portal in two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, man. TCU giving Texas all they want with that last touchdown. Man. Comes down to a defensive stand here. And, uh, man. It was 26-6. to 26-6, Texas had the lead. Now it's 29-26. Don't blow it, Texas. If Don't do it. If I tell you what, if, if Texas blows this game, Tammy's buying shots. Down. down. <laughs> Tammy's buying as shots. As long as we're a part of it, down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, but, I mean, this, okay, this is kind of like five minutes ago, three minutes ago, we're talking about it's been a really good day for OU. This would turn it into uh, a fantastic, unimaginable type of day for OU if yeah. if TCU could Highly just memorable. find a way to win this game. And we'll keep you updated. on. I mean, we're going to talk about this game, but come on. This is the most pressing matter going on with OU it's, football yeah. right now. Three and a half minutes left in the fourth. Texas is about to take over up three, 29-26. So, um, yeah, um, just just a good day. Just, I mean, what we were wanting to see from a great this day. offense. A great yeah, day. Yeah. It really was. Stress-free, dude. When's the last stress-free Saturday you had? The Iowa State game. 2009 or something. <laughs> it feels like it, man. But the officiating was so poor tonight that for the first time ever, in unison, I heard OU fans chant, SEC, SEC, something that OU fans a lot say that they would never do before. We are not going to chant SEC. We're not going to be that I, I will base. still never do it. Multiple times it happened tonight in the stadium because everyone's so pissed about the officiating. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And, and, and here's the thing. Officiating will not be perfect when we enter the SEC, Tyler. But it's all about narrative, right? But it can't be worse. <laughs> it can't be worse. It can't be worse. It athlete. can't be worse. You're right. Um, Boy, I again, we'll just kind of mix in updates with Texas TCU and talk about this game. I thought Tommy Walker was running back one, and he just – Gavin Sawchuck's found it. I mean, Gavin Sawchuck kind of said, the, give me that. Yeah. He said, I'll take RB at one now because, hey, 
he, he took that opportunity last week against Oklahoma State. And then this week, another big game for him. Back-to-back, over 100 yards for Gavin Sawchuck. He's making the first man miss. Yeah. I remember one time in our own red zone, he's running out, and two guys come down on him. He pulls away from both of them. He continues to get upfield. We weren't doing that the first half of the year. No. They were just running right in the pile. There didn't seem to be a lot of vision or patience. It was just running into a pile. You don't break a tackle. It's a one, two-yard game. Well, I'm seeing vision. I'm seeing patience from him, a burst of speed that I didn't see early in the year. He looks well, good, man. Well, and honestly, yeah. as crazy as it sounds, and I don't want to praise Levy too much. You uh, know, I know. Watch out. But Levy, for the first time, I felt, looked at his roster and said, oh, yeah, my players are all better than their players. I'll just – I'll just let them go beat the other guys. Like, and I felt like that's what it was. It was, oh, Gavin Sawchuck's just better. I'll give it to him. Oh, Nick Anderson's better. Drake Stoops better. Dylan Gabriel's better. Eight touchdowns for Dylan Gabriel. They're just better. And I felt that he finally trusted his players, and it paid off. Texas got about a third and 14 coming up here, uh, 2.06 left. So, big third down coming up for Texas. We'll see if they run it, try to throw it with Quinn Ewers for a first down. But, uh, TCU gets to stop here. They're going to have a chance to get the ball back to tie or maybe win the game. Yeah, no, and I, I thought it was a game plan tonight, and this is what they should have been doing all along. It was attacking the defense. It wasn't cute side to side, all that. It was north and south. Let's attack their defensive backs down the field. Let's throw the ball. Let's stretch the field. Let's do all that. That is when this offense is best, man. And, and I know that at times the matchup says let's – do some lateral stuff, whatever. They didn't do a lot of that tonight. They attacked the secondary. They ran north and south, and look what it got them, man. They're good when they do that. Well, and, and they're good when they do that. And and DG really wasn't sharp out of the gate. Um, missed some throws. I think he started five of eleven. But what I like about Dylan is if he's not feeling it through the air, he's going to go run for a couple touchdowns, and that's what he did. He, he you know in the first half he's got two through the air, two on the ground. And then he really found his groove in, in, in the second yeah. half and was able to hit most notably Drake Stoops in the second half. Uh, just a just an offensive clinic on a defense that isn't – I mean, it's a middle-of-the-road defense, but, I mean – They made them look middle-of-the-road. They, they've been playing middle-of-the-road Make them look defenses. bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, make them look bad. So third and 12 here for Texas. Uh, they do throw down the field, and that is a completed pass to A.D. Mitchell. Wow, that sucks. That's a first down, and um, that might be the game. That might be the game. Boy, that that stinks. I was ready for this place to get crunk. Well, at least OU won tonight, right? <laughs> at least OU won. Wait. You need an OSU loss and a Texas loss here down the final uh, two games of the regular season. But, no, yeah, G- uh, Gabriel started off shaky, but he had eight total touchdowns tonight. And it's funny, like, they'll get inside the five-yard line. First of all, first, can I stop you there? Yeah, Dylan Gabriel started off shaky, but he had eight total touchdowns. That I'm not sure how many schools you can say – that as casually as you just oh, said yeah. it. No, start off with Shaggy, eight total touchdowns. Didn't even face eight it. total touchdowns. I'm, num- I'm numb to multiple touchdowns in eight one game. Eight total touchdowns. No, but um, no, he 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 played well today. It, it just makes me laugh that they'll get inside the five, and it's like, all right, um, let's try to run it with Sawchuck here. Okay, that didn't work on first down. Let's try to go through the air on second down. Okay, nothing there. All right, fine. Third down, whatever. Just let Gabriel just run up the middle. We know we can score at any point. That's Gabriel so running up the middle of that. I guess third down, okay, let's just go put messing around, go get the six. Gabriel, just go right up the middle for a score. I do think that the just the sheer volume of football that Dylan Gabriel has played really does give him that advantage of his vision is elite. 
he can run the ball well. Not, yeah. not He doesn't necessarily have to be the fastest or the most physical, but he's going to find the seam every single time. Yeah. Uh, all right, 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in with your phone calls, you can hit us up on the text line as well. We are live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Very happy OU crowd tonight, which is uh, – it's good. I, uh, happy post-game show, I'm guessing, tonight. I, Some might be frustrated. I won't know until I hear from Roger. Some might be frustrated saying, where was that the past two weeks? Which I guess I can kind of understand. But we'll get to uh, phone calls. We'll get to text. We'll do it all. Coming up next on the Wendy Chevrolet Shooter Game Day Wrap-Up Show right here on The Ref. Wendy Chevrolet Shooter Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Live on The Ref. Live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Where, uh, you know... The Oregon Ducks, we're a big fan of those guys this weekend. And they're already up 7-0 on uh, USC. I'm watching Caleb Williams get sacked right now by the Oregon defense. So Oregon a heavy favorite in this game, not surprising. Me thinks uh, Oregon's going to run away with this one tonight in Eugene. OU ran away with it tonight over West Virginia. Boy, they look good offensively early uh, and often in this game. And as we talked about last segment, they look good because – they attacked down the field. They ran the ball up the middle right at the West Virginia defense. They didn't get cute. They didn't go sideline to sideline. Let that be a lesson to Jeff Levy and the rest of this offensive staff. That's what it's supposed to look like today offensively. That was good play calling, man. That's what it was. Continue to attack down the field, man. Well, attack it's, down it, the field. It's, it, it's how, like I said last segment, it's not even a, I don't know, it, it, it's, it doesn't seem all too complicated, and I know that's that's – maybe a bit naive but it's just as simple as you've got better players go let your better players be better players and that's when you can get aggressive it's when you understand that and say look we see something we like gavin sawchuk's running well drake stoops is going to sun anybody that's on him nick anderson jake gibson with a strong touchdown catch like just let your players go make plays and that's what i i think the difference is at times tyler is that Brent Venable seems to put his players in places to go make plays. Like, let your guys go win. Let Kip Lewis go win. Let Danny Stutzman go win. Let Jacoby Johnson go win. The freshman getting the, getting the interception to seal the game. Let your guys go win. And I think Levy just needs to get to that level where he's like, look, I just need to let my guys go win. And they will consistently, yeah. I promise you. If you're just now tuning in, um, Texas won 29-26. They had like a third and 12 they completed for a first down. To another, the game. another game, back-to-back weeks. They escaped by yeah. the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. So here's what you need now. You obviously got to finish 2-0, win at BYU, beat TCU at home. A Texas loss or an Oklahoma State loss gets you into the Big 12 championship game now. So you've got two different avenues instead of the one that we were talking about earlier. Uh, this week so Texas loss or an Oklahoma State loss I want to play Oklahoma State you want to play Oklahoma State everyone wants to play Oklahoma State feel really good about that rematch but that's what you're looking at right now all right let's go to the phone lines we got full phone lines let's here do so it. if you let's hear someone it. drop you call in 405-329-9000 let's go to Dynamite Dan Dynamite Dan you're on the postgame show what's up hey guys how how are we doing tonight um feels good to be back in the wind column uh, back in the left side, eight and two. Um, I know, you know, going into the year, you probably figured we'd be nine and one or ten and zero right now. Um, but to be eight and two right now, and uh, two more games to go, uh, you feel good about where we're at. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to send a challenge to. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to send a challenge to you guys, um, the rest of the media, um, especially. Um, in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 
and I'm going to challenge our fans, too. Um, fellas, we are so darn close um, to where we want to be. Uh, it, it's not even funny. You, you, you look at last week, to me it feels a lot like 2002. Um, and we all remember what happened in 03, 04, came up a little bit short. Um, but I'm going to challenge you guys. Don't take that personal, but you guys have an impact on this program um, and, and all the media members in our fan base um, to continue to see the direction of where we're headed um, recruiting-wise, the conference we're going to, and we're darn close, fellas. We're, we're, we're as close as we've been in a long time. I know we came up a little short the last couple of weeks. What, what, what's um, the challenge, Dan? I, I'm, I'm just curious what, what the challenge what, what, is. What, what's the challenge is this coaching staff that we got in Norman, Oklahoma right now is the right coaching staff offensively defensively, um, it, it comes down to execution. And, and we executed tonight. And we haven't the last couple of weeks. Too many turnovers, too many dumb penalties. Um, and these guys played really, really strong tonight. And it, we're, we're, headed, we're headed in the right spot. We, we just got to keep pushing, believing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think we're very similar to where Michigan is. Um, is that as a program with when Harbaugh came in there and uh, we're, start we're stealing signs in a good now. direction. Okay, all right. So, you know, that's that's where we're at and we, we got to keep pushing and pulling for it and uh, and, and, I, and like I said, the, re- the reason I challenge you guys and I don't, I, like I said, because we got to keep creating that narrative, positive narrative, we got the right people in place and I don't care yep. if it's offensive coaches, defensive coaches, and um, it, it just comes down to our guys making plays. And I guess got what? you. There's yeah. guys on the sidelines right now that are better than the guys that are on the field. And, yeah. and guys coming in. So we're in a good spot. Yeah, Play, played a lot better tonight, Danny, that's for sure. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Good to hear from you, man. 405. Boomer. Three. I still don't know what the challenge is, though. He's issuing a challenge to the media and the it, fans. What's I think the it's challenge? the cinnamon challenge. Oh, I, I'm out, man. <laughs> I, Perhaps the milk crate challenge. I mean, I appreciate the football. I just don't. It was the challenge to the media I, and the fans. I do think a lot of people challenge the media to hold coaches accountable, maybe call the plays like they're currently playing. But I think, uh, Tyler, call me crazy, but I don't think it takes the media to for Jeff Levy to know that today is probably the way you should call it maybe yeah. from now on. Well, I would hope so. You if, would, <laughs> if that's the role that I need to fill. <laughs> For Tyler, our own Tyler, just well-being, I. I will I will fill Tyler, that role. You and I need to go to the press conferences and just sit there together and just shout out, yeah. "Hey, we've got a we've got a question, Jeff Levy now from you see, the from the text line." You see, Leb, when you throw the ball downfield to Anderson <laughs> and Gibson, when you run it with Sawchuck, when you're aggressive, when you just yeah. throw it to Drake Stoops. Hell, right now, Drake Stoops can make any offensive coordinator look good at this point. Uh, he's playing sure the best ball of his career. There's no so doubt. Um, you get your wish right here. Earlier than normal. Yes, yes. Roger in L.A. Roger, man, my guy. Roger, you're on the postgame show. What's up, man? Gentlemen, I did not have the fortitude to call you last week. I was too depressed. Just, I mean, and, and honestly, tonight's the way we played tonight makes me more depressed. We're the best team in the conference. You watch Texas. They're on life support right now, man. They're on life support. They'll probably lose up at Ames next week. I think they're, they they're, might. They're, they're, you were yeah, still look fantastic today, man. I mean, that, that no, last, still, I don't know if you saw that third down. That was more about A.D. Mitchell going to make a play. Yeah, he just he threw the ball up there. It was a high school throw. And the Latter-day Saints are getting their asses kicked again tonight. They're, they're not any good. So, we, you know, if we have half a man in this next week, 
we'll go up there and blow these guys' doors out. And, and you know, you're right. You guys hit the nail on the head, man. It's about attacking weaker teams. The leg humpers got what was coming to them tonight, right? They went out down to Florida after celebrate. They pulled it OU and celebrated for a full week, winning a game that they had no business winning last week. And leg humpers got smoked by, like, a below 500 team today. And, there's, and, you, and you love to see it, you know. A bunch of dudes, that, I don't know what our record is against those dudes, but like maybe 10 and 91 or something like that is their, is their record against Oklahoma. And for them to go down there, I, it, it just it unraveled me last week to see us lose to a team that lost to South Florida. And I don't, I don't know how many games they have to win against mediocre teams in the Big 12 for people to like acknowledge, oh, this is a good football team. No, we lost to a bad team last week, in my opinion. So it's more disturbing that we win the way we did tonight, Jens. And if we'd have just won one of the last two weeks. I know. God, you'd be in a great spot. I know. We're and there. that's like, and Roger, I'm going to choose happiness tonight just because I haven't felt happiness oh, after a game in a while. But you're right, man. It's a little frustrating that, God, it looked good tonight, but why couldn't it look half that good? Half, well, half, you know, in the past two weeks. Well, Gosh. I mean, you guys hit it. Like, you have to attack offensively. I mean, I think there was a lot of stuff written this week and, you know, like if Caleb Williams is a quarterback, yeah, we're friggin' are you kidding me? We're ten no. And and Gabriel played, you know, a great game tonight. He played as well as he's ever played at OU. We needed that version of him at least one of the last two weeks. And we didn't get it. You know, and you can blame a lot of like offensive play calling, but the emergence of Sacha can't be lost. You know, like that that is totally huge. man, you know, that's, I think that is it, big. It, yeah, it changes the offense. And I would also add that like Tolly Walker, we gotta get him healthy. I don't know whether his ankles just bubbled up. He's not because it brings you another element to the run game. I think if we can kind of get him mixed in, in the mix next week, I think it makes us really good offensively. And, you know, Stogner at the tight end position, man. Like, when you develop guys over the year, that's what makes it unique and it makes it, you know, interesting, you know, like to see guys develop. And I'm happy for him that he got some play tonight. But I, I would like to see Walker mixed in. It is very disappointing, though. You know, in this, I will, I don't know what Dynamite Dan, uh, you know, or Dandy Dan was talking about, like the challenge of you guys. I will say that, like, I you know, I, I think you know we want badly as a fan base for Venables to be the guy. I, all of us do. I think most of us really Correct. like Venables. Yes. The, the last two weeks, made most of us question our manhood. You know, you go there and lose to Kansas in front of ten thousand fans in the rain, and you go, "Where are we going as a program?" And then to lose last week the way we did. I mean, there were some bad calls, but you have a chance to get separation. That was that was very disappointing. It was beyond disappointing. It was really in disbelief, but. You know, to, to to win tonight the way we did, it makes you question like, where where's this game plan at, man? Where was this game plan at the last couple weeks? But you're right, you got to choose happiness here tonight. I, the hope is here. What you got to do is you get you got to build momentum at the end of the year. You do not want to go to the SEC four nine and three anything like that. We need to build momentum. I think that we got a good thing going here offensively. Uh, just but do it again next to. week, Roger. Is you know, or, like that, yeah. that was great, man. It, it, hey, it was awesome. No, no, it happened right. today. Was that waiting momentum. to see it. You, so it's going to be a cold, ask. bad weather game. So, got the play calling. Let it be similar, Roger, as to what well, it was be, tonight. Be, Can we do that two weeks in a row? Let your talented guys beat the other team. It's that simple. B, 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 BYU is terrible, right? Uh, there, there are a couple things, kind of critiques I would lay. I, so here, I'm going to lay a direct question to you guys: as the Oklahoma media all over the West Coast, right? I'm going to give it very direct. Challenge, a challenge. Yeah, yeah, a challenge that's direct. Can you please ask, not even politely, and you know where I'm going with this. I, I complain about it every week. I bitch about this every week. Gavin Freeman, Freeman. Gavin deserves Freeman. zero snaps. Why is he back like a high school dude 
like like returning punts, fumbling punts. What is that dude doing on the field at the University of Oklahoma? What pictures does he have of, the, of this offensive staff, like in, in precarious positions that gets him on the? I'm just amazed that we have a five foot two like dude from Heritage Hall that probably couldn't even start for like oh I don't know De La Salle High School in California. This dude, like, why is he on the field? And he he damn near he tried to get West Virginia back in the game single handed. So you have that. I, I got to be honest with you, though, Chance. This this you know our thirty two. Like I, I've heard so much about him. I think you hear like Layman and and those guys talk, brag about him. R. Mason Thomas. The dude isn't any good. Like did, did you see that first touchdown run? That dude gets blocked and every. I haven't seen him make a play since he's played for two years. Like the dude is not good. So I think that experiment's about done. And then one other indictment, like Anabari, man. Are you guys impressed with him? I'm unimpressed. I, with I, him. I think the past. So I think right now, Roger with no PJ. Yeah, I think the pass rush has been a little difficult the past terrible. few weeks just because it's been run-heavy offenses. Bowman gets the ball Tyler's out quick. I'm not terrible. trying to make ex- – I'm not – PJ's not Dude, terrible. terrible. I, I don't think he nah. – just, just, just say it's been terrible. It's been terrible. We've had no pass rush. PJ's we been terrible? Touched, it's, we haven't touched the quarterback last few weeks, man. Like, okay, I mean, okay. like – have we, do we have a quarterback check last two weeks? Well, we don't have you're also talking about look, 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 like Oklahoma State's a heavy run offense. They get the ball out quick with Bowman. They've allowed like two sacks the entire. They could do a better job of getting pressure. Tyler, yes, Tyler, but has PJ been terrible? I don't. I'm not. I'm not ready to go he, there. He is not. I don't think he's the guy we thought. I think. I think a lot of people thought he was a dude that was on the edge. He hasn't given us that much. I think we'd agree on that. Like. Like, we're better off just putting the average dudes we have that play play crash in and just calling it good. But but 32 is not good. I mean, I mean maybe I'm just a state school dude out in the West Coast, but, like, when I, my eyes don't deceive me. The guy is not good. He gets blocked in every play. He's out of position, and he, he fights injuries because he's small. And I, I thought that was, like, a kind of a Lincoln-Riley thing where you, you bring a bunch of small guys in on defense, whether it's on the D-line or DBs, and you just get out you just get beat. But I don't know. But I, I, that aside, okay, great win. But my direct challenge to you guys from all the way out here is to question why Gavin Freeman continues to get any snaps I'll do that. over Jake. I'll do that. So, we'll do that. Hey, great hey, win. Good to hear from you. Great win. you got to be happy. So thanks for taking the call. And I'm sorry there to call last week. I was just, it was rough, man, last week. So we'll see you later. Hey, thanks, Four, Roger. Good to hear from you, man. 405-329-9000. Yeah, I'm not ready to go on the uh, PJ's not any good train. <laughs> well, I, I'm not ready either. And, and, and I get it's. Look, we haven't had pressure. Kendall Dolby about murdered a quarterback today. Um, a lot of people go max protect, run the ball. I'm not a big fan of judging defensive line performance by sacks. I judge it by run defense. Uh, I judge it by tackles for loss, things like that. Um, and and truly, it's I mean the defensive line plays actually. No, stopped I mean his. we held Ollie Gordon to his worst yeah, game of the season. Another. Goal line stand once Dude, again today, by I, the way. Like I said it during the game. If this defense only had to defend, like if each it's if each opponent's drive started out with first and one as opposed to a first and ten, I think we'd be the 85 Bears. I, I think we're so good at not giving up one yard that we almost crave getting goal line stands. But we're so good at it. Yeah. Well, it maybe have three goal line stands this year if you don't get that penalty against UCF, right? Man, why why are we bringing up old stuff? You got a plunger or something? No, you bringing I up just, old crap? It was it was in my mentions. You and Roger. It was in my mentions. I put a goal line stand part two on the ref page, and I got a few of uh, – should have been three.
Can we just, three, can we just focus on the positive here? We I mean, can. you and Roger I, I are taking us bad. I said I'm going to choose happiness. <laughs> and I'm going to choose happiness watching Oregon have more 84-yard touchdowns. So Bo Nix's stat line right now is two for two with two touchdowns and like 160 yards. It's pretty good. Not bad. Six more to go to catch Dylan Gabriel. I well, bet he, he might do it. I'm not sure he's the quarterback that Dylan Gabriel is, <laughs> yeah. though. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Well, we'll get to the text line as well. More post-game reaction. OU dominates West Virginia. Dominates them. They are 8-2 and two on the season. More to come next right here on The Ref. Winnie Chevrolet, Studio Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby alongside as well. And you on the phone lines and the text line. Text line is uh, not about the PJ slander going aggressive. on right now. Woo, buddy. Hey. PJ's got a fan club, at least on the text line. PJ, true freshman, got a fan club. I mean, I appreciate the text line being engaged after a big win and defending it. Roger, Roger gives me a lot of uh, Roger gives me a lot of uh, peace, you know, when I feel like he's in a good mood. Today, Roger wasn't in a very good mood. We won by a million, and Roger wasn't in a very good mood. Because I think some people have the thought of, all right, today was awesome, it was great, but it makes you even a little bit more frustrated about the past two weeks. But that's what's weird. Would you rather lose? No. And be like, oh, good, we're the team we thought we were. And and I was getting that at – it, during the pregame show is, you know, Oklahoma State just getting drilled, and you're like, how did we lose to that Oklahoma State team? So there's – it's mostly happiness, and I think it will be definitely happy tomorrow into next week. There's just some slight frustration by some tonight. I, I You know, and I get that, but at the same time, it's like those games are over. Yeah. You can be frustrated about those things, but teams lose, man. Yeah. People were saying – Man, why uh, I can't believe we lost to this Kansas team that didn't even put up, you know, they only put up 13 on Texas Tech. Well, wait for context. Bean didn't play. He got injured. Like, there's context involved. Stop being worried about how other results happen. Be happy with us winning by 29 points, 39 points. By the way, um, one of my favorite things about doing the pre- and post-game shows is um, seeing all the loyal members of the Ref Army. OU Architects here. He's been listening to the station for years. He's the best, man. He is, Love uh, that guy. Now nah, he's awesome. So shout out to OU Architects for uh, for making it out today. He's cool. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, what's up? You're Wayne. on the post-game show. Hey, I just want to talk to you guys a couple of things. You know, last week when we lost to OSU, Levy didn't call the best game, but the fumbles is what killed us. Give up too many points off the, off the turnovers. Tonight we had one turnover. Last week we had three. Kansas, I think we had three. Can't have turnovers and win games. That's on the players, not on the coaches. No, I think you bring up a really good point. You know, we were seven and zero in games going into today. We were seven and zero in games where we had less than three turnovers. We were zero and two games where we had three or more turnovers. I mean, sometimes, and like I said, you bring up a good point. Sometimes it's just that simple. It's just that simple. If you don't turn the ball over a lot, you'll probably win. So, no, that's a good point. Won the turnover battle today, 2-1, to one, and you're, you're, you're right. And, and even on the turnover that West Virginia had, Wayne, I don't even think they – is that the drive they missed a field goal? So they didn't even get any points out of it. So yes. that's big, too. Yeah. I agree. I just think Levy deserves a little bit of the credit, but not the whole thing. It's on, every, it's on the whole team. Not just one, one coach or one – it's on, on every – yeah, no, uh, 
Wayne, you're cutting out a little bit, but uh, great phone call, great point as well. But, yeah, I mean, yes, Levy can call the best game possible, but if they're going to lose the turnover battle 3-1 to one like they did last week, and some will count fourth down stops as a turnover, like whatever. The actual turnover numbers was 3-1 to one last week. You can call the best game. It's going to be a dogfight every single week. Yeah. Regardless of what plays you're calling, if you're turning it over like they have the past two weeks. When you bring up fourth down stops, West Virginia was 2 of 4, and we were 2 of 2 today on fourth down. So, you know, you can add those to it. But, yeah, I don't think last week we don't need to we don't need to belabor the point, but I don't think last week he, you know, Jeff Levy called that bad of a game. It was just we just fumbled the ball a lot, you know, threw an interception, and it was what it was, but and still had an opportunity to win at the end of the day. But, no, today you win the turnover battle, you run the ball well, you put up over 600 yards, you put up almost 60 points. This is a positive day, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Chris. I'm guessing we're going out to Louisiana for this one. Chris, what's up? You're on the postgame show. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? A lot better, Chris, than the last two times we've talked. Absolutely. I I, I have no – I had no. the only thing I could say is those three touchdowns that Dylan made that didn't make could have been – the score could have been worse. But, I mean, I think sometimes he needs to slow down and take his time to make those passes. You know, because it was clearly wide open, you know. But other than that, it, you know, I mean, and then I got to see those phantom calls. You know, I, I sent a couple of those texts talking about the uh, about the uh, the pass and the Fred's call against uh, Oklahoma State that was called against UCLA when he dragged the man out of bounds. Yep. That was me. You, you know, I was just I, – I, Oh, I yeah, just, okay. I <laughs> You know, I've seen a couple of – you know, I've seen one uh, one call where where the man knocked the man's uh, uh, helmet off in that Oklahoma State game, and they didn't even throw the flag. Especially – and especially in this game, I've seen an Oklahoma player got got held up, you know, and they just let it go by. And the rest of us, why are we taking time to – why are we taking time to even examine a, a, a pass interference call? I mean, a targeting call. I mean, that was not that, but – you, I mean, why are we even looking at a, a targeting uh, a foul in, in the end zone? I mean, Dean. You talking about, about the call on Drake Stoops that got overturned on the targeting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, but, I thought it was pretty blatant. I, I don't know if I missed something or not understanding what the rule is, but that looked like clear targeting to me, a defenseless receiver over the middle that got hit in the helmet. I don't really know what I missed there. Yeah, I mean, Dean Blandino said it was it was a legal hit. So, I mean, I don't know. Huh. I'm, maybe it's just me. So I, I don't know, but I mean, it seemed like Big Twelve was against us anyway. So you know, I got to take it for what it is. We got the victory tonight. I mean, I don't know what it is, and I was telling you, guy off there, that let me finally decide to use the tight ends. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, Stogner had by far and away his best game. I felt like he had more catches tonight than he had combined the rest no, of the bro, year. No, bro, bro. Somebody said, somebody said to me, they said, I think Stogner went over a hundred, and. I was like, yeah, that makes that makes a little bit of sense. We looked 69, 69 yards. yards. But the thing is, a nice it game. felt it felt like he had well over 100 just based on what he did cuz we're like, golly, he finally had a game. He's probably 200 yards or something. He probably bro- broke a Mark Andrews <laughs> yeah, record pro- tonight. Probably. No, but yeah. you're right, Chris. It was good to see the tight end involved uh, more so than at that's, any other point this that's, year. That's how the game is supposed to go. Some some dude was writing in an article last week talking about there's a problem with you give the tight ends a D. How can you give them a D? They don't use them that much. But anyway, it, it's still a good win. I hope he does this against uh, BYU. He needs to do it, run that game like this. 
know, I mean, I was kind of questioning a couple of calls, but it still turned out well. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. We need to do this all the time. We need to get, we need to run these dudes into the ground. Yep. And I'm just sad Texas didn't lose. I would have loved to see Texas get their ass. Kicked. They're gonna, they're gonna lose next that, week, I'm Chris. Happy. Yeah, they're gonna lose next week at Iowa State. Or Oklahoma State's going to lose to Houston, one or the other. Hey, good talking to you, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all take it easy, man. Which, um, I mean, we'll talk to you guys next week. I don't know what time it's going to be. I mean, BYU's playing a 9-15 local game bro, today, bro, and they have play, before. Bro, if we, play late, if we play late next week, Please, no. the ref army is going to uh, be, be pulling an extra night shift because they're going to have to be up till 2 a.m. listening to us. I mean, us. we're going to be on regardless. But I mean, I mean, we, in, I mean, we're there. Jeez, we in there, dog. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna be out there having a show. But man, if uh, if it's a late show, then it, it Central Time, man, we're gonna be going till two a.m. I just, I think I've said everything possible, like everything nice I can say about Drake Stoops. I, I don't know what else to say about him, honestly. I've just said so many nice things. I, I want to try to come up with something new to say about Drake Stoops that I haven't already said before. So. Just incredibly tough, incredibly productive. Great hair. Incredibly, I mean, just everything. He's just a complete player right now, man. Yeah. Continue to feed him the football. What I feed do, him the ball, dude. What I do like is that he made national news when it came to, uh, like, just his quote about something to play for. And, and how much more true does that ring today, right? Yep. As we see other teams trip up on their way to the Big 12 championship. Uh, you know, you see other teams do that, and it rings true, man. Drew's, Drake's got a lot to play for. And Drake goes viral for saying that, and then he comes out and has a three-touchdown game, big-time stuff, double-digit awesome, catches, triple-digit receiving yards again for the second week in a row. He puts together the best back-to-back stretch of two games in his in his career, in his long career. I mean, this guy's been playing football a long time at the University of Oklahoma, six years now. If you are in the mood to do some research tomorrow, forget about the best back-to-back games of his career. Who's the last wide receiver to have back-to-back games like that? Like Drake Stoops just had. I mean, seriously. I'd like to think CD probably I mean, CD did or Hollywood. Probably, yeah, but that's what first-round picks. Okay, yeah, that's first what we're picks. talking about. First-round picks. Back-to-back games, and Drake Stoops is putting up first-round picks. Those numbers. So yeah, man, it's just incredibly impressive. By the way, text line. Uh, OU Optimist says, my God, Oregon is fast. Yeah, they're up 13-7 right now. It's on the UFC. jerseys. They it's the yellow the jerseys. That's why they look fast. 405, I think Drake should spike the ball every touchdown he scores the rest of the year. Agree, even though we got flagged for it on that play. Yolo. Who cares? YOLO. Les says, I will be on, ready for another win. We'll see you next week, Les. Thanks for uh, joining us every Les, single day. Les is awesome, man. 915 Sooner. Pearson's hit was less egregious, and he got a targeting call. Hit on Drake Stoops was very blatant and no call. Yeah, I was wondering what I missed well, Reggie that. also has a little bit of a track record. I think he's got like six targeting calls in his career or something like that. Jimmy and Edmund want to give it up to Levy in that offense. Let's take this type of play to BYU on Saturday. Just keep winning out. Whatever will come together. Best game and love seeing 27 on the field. And then a whole lot of Roger uh, hate texts from guys like Jimmy and Casper. Ro- Roger, man, Roger. Don't go after our defensive. Don't go after our defensive line, man. We'll come for you. It was just that offensive performance today. They needed it, and it came at a great time. You're just looking for momentum ah. the rest of the year. The offense desperately needed a day like that. Well, and when you look at the teams, we look better than Texas today. We looked a hell of a lot better than Oklahoma State today. You go out and you take care of business, and it's a stress-free afternoon, stress-free evening, and. 
again, you take care of your own business. You control what you can control. And you've got six games left to play in the Big 12 for the teams that we really need. It's you've got to win two, and you need either Oklahoma State or Texas to lose one. Yeah. Either one of them. I thought we were going to have a full-on brawl in the north end zone, by the way. I almost I almost went down there. And I'm laughing because, of course, Jerry Schmidt is right in the middle of it. I'm like, hey, what's West Virginia, trust me, you, you don't, don't want, the smoke. want that smoke. You at don't want all. the smoke. Brent was in there. Jaden Gibson was trying to get over there. And I, in, in college basketball, if you leave the bench and you try to get in something like that, I think you get suspended. I don't know if that's the same rule in college football, but the coaches were not happy with Jaden Gibson that he took off running from the sideline well, trying to get in the middle of that. Well, maybe they could have said it was a substitution of some yes. type. <laughs> West Virginia of... was faking an injury. So yeah, we were just, we're just substituting. We're there. just trying to get fresh body in there. But also, also, I don't want to go full Deion Sanders here, but, you know, I like when a guy wants to fight a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm um, not going to keep a record or anything, but but I like when a guy wants to fight a little bit. You know, Jaden Gibson's got his guys' backs. I'm trying to find the text. Um, it was like best moment from tonight. You had uh, Joe Harris fist bump. McCade Matower, because uh, you know he got kicked out of the game. I guess Joe Harris gave Joe, him a Joe was on, on the side. Joe was yeah. on the sideline. Get it's bumped him awesome. up. So what's up, man? Pretty Good awesome. work. Pretty awesome. Uh, 405-329-9000 If you want to hop in on the phone lines, otherwise keep the text coming on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We're live at O'Connell's, watching Oregon beat down on USC. Right here on the ref, we're the homeless Sooner fans. We're Chevrolet Sooner game day wrap up show live on the ref. In case you didn't hear, OU dominated. They're now 8-2. And they're a loss away and a 2-0 finish away from playing in the Big 12 Championship. How about that? What a great day it's how been. About, how about it, Tyler? OSU got dominated. Kansas lost. OU looked great. Different attitude than what it was a week ago. Golly. OSU got embarrassed. God, I just want to play those guys again in the Big 12 Championship game. They don't want that smoke in the nah, Big 12 Championship. They don't. they don't want a healthy Danny Stutzman. Who looked good tonight? That would... Uh, they look like the West Virginia players when they saw Jerry Schmidt uh, running out to the end zone in the yep. second half. No, I, like, eh, no thanks. No, Dan, and, but but I do think, I mean, Danny Sutsman back being, with this defense, it's just different. Man. Oh, yeah. It's course. just different. He's so good. He, he brings such energy. He's making plays behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, he just, he just changes the way you can call defense. And, you know, I know we had a lot of recruits in town tonight. I hope they like what they saw because – Grant Bricks, probably chief amongst them. I mean, how do you not like what you see sure. there? You run the ball well. The lights are good. They go all dark for the first time I've, I've ever seen. They go all dark for the intro video. Yeah. The whole the whole stadium's out. It was I mean, cool. Very cool atmosphere cool. tonight, man. Crowd was in it. And meanwhile, Nebraska scored like 10 points in a loss at home to Maryland. Ugh, so take, take, take your pick there. Uh, Oregon scored a touchdown. They're up 19-7 right now on we got, USC. we got to stop going to break so much. Oregon, we can't keep up with the Oregon scoring. Yeah, no, we well, that's, that's, that's a problem that I'm willing to have here tonight. <laughs> uh, back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. I thought it was a uh, – very positive sign for the Sooners tonight. Um, as I've said before, we're inconsistent. Um, it's going to take a while to build this thing. And I know Roger, you know, he Roger wants his meat killed and put on his platter, and he doesn't have to do any of the work. That's the kind of guy he is. So I understand, he, you know, his philosophy on that. But for the rest of us, 
you know, this team is making strides. It's working. It's going to take some time. But I thought they played great tonight, and I yep. love Drake Stoops. Uh, I just yeah. love Drake Stoops. Yep. They're going to miss him next year, Brian. They are. Oh, uh, going to miss him a lot. Um, hopefully the team will continue to progress and be better in other areas and be able to offset that. I don't know pound for pound if you're going to re- have a guy like that in that position, in that in his position. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, we talk about leadership, and it's just, you know, we just throw that around. Well, they're going to be missing his leadership. And I don't even think it's necessarily about his vocal leadership. It's just, like, by example. You, you know what I mean? Like, when you see that yeah. dude go about things the way that he goes about him every single day in the game, like – that stuff's kind of contagious. Well, and and, you know? and and I'm glad and I'm glad you guys brought that up because it's I've I've always been a proponent, and this goes back to the Grinch defenses. It was very tough to have leaders that weren't maybe your best players, right? Like it's it's tough to lead from behind. And one of the great things where you know Drake Stoops has had these great games back to back. That almost that that only. I don't know, kind of bolsters his leadership where it's like, sure. hey, I'm going to lead you, but I'm going to lead you from ahead. I'm going to lead you from the front of the pack. There's something to be I'm said. I'm the guy when, that's going when to you, play yeah, well. When you made big plays with this program before, like if we were to – You look at like Baker. It's like sure. I was a good leader because I was the best player in the country, and I can lead you to bring you up where I am. He's just highly respected. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's I think that's the difference is, look, I'm here day in, day out. I will lead this team – and he's doing it on the field, and, and I think it's just legitimately palpable. Yeah. Uh, also, um, it's two, the last two games are very winnable. If Oklahoma can just not get too fancy yep. on offense and just play ball. Just yep. play ball. Don't overthink. Let's just go out there and play ball and develop some younger – continue to develop some of the younger talent. And that, that's what it's really all about. And it was clear tonight, and they talked about it on the television broadcast a little bit, um, that uh, Jackson Arnold, they want to preserve his red shirt. I hope yeah. you're going to see him. If yeah, you didn't see him tonight, you will not see him the rest of the way, barring some major injury. I, I have a theory on that, and Chris and Lindsay just texted that in, asking about that. Someone else was saying, is, is Bevel the backup quarterback? So we they said before the season that they're not worried about the red shirt. Now, he's at four games right now. I'm guessing, and this is just a guess, Brian, but my thought is, okay, well, we don't necessarily care about the red shirt one way or the other, but we're not just going to throw him into a late-game situation just to let him hand the ball off to get yeah, rid of the red yeah. shirt. Like, I, I don't think that they'll be scared to play him at some point if it comes to that, but it's, well, we at least have it right now just in case, and let's keep that there instead of just let him hand the ball off four times and then, then it's well, gone. And, and, so. and, I, and I do think that... I do think it's interesting because the reason a lot of people want to see Jackson Arnold is so he can get reps going into the SEC, right? Well, how quality are the reps going to be late game, fourth quarter against West Virginia at home when you're up 30? Like, are those going to be quality? Like, if you put him in tonight, are you thinking to yourself, like, when we match up with, say we open SEC play with Bama next year, are we going to get on the pregame show, Tyler, and say, you know what? I like our chances against Bama this year because 
Do you remember West Virginia fourth quarter last year? Standoffs are great. Really man. got yeah, some yeah. great reps. You know, he finally, I felt he got some good reps. Like, I don't think that's going to be a situation. And, and, like, I don't think that's why we're going to feel good about Jackson Arnold. But I do think I do think there's a bit of value in, look, I'm not sure. And I, I personally, Davis is a really good guy. I like him a lot. I'm not sure Davis Bevel will ever play another snap of football beyond what he played tonight. No, he's not the backup and that, quarterback. And, and that's the thing yeah. is, look, this is our last opportunity to give a guy that came here on a transfer yeah. an opportunity to at least get a last couple snaps before most likely yeah. his football career is done. Uh, Brian, how about this, man? If Jackson Arnold had played in three games up to this point, heck, if he had played in five games up to this point, he probably goes in for Davis Bevel. Since, but since the number was at four, I think that's how it worked right. out. How it oh, worked I, out. absolutely. And, and, and the other, the other side of it is, God forbid, what if Dylan Gabriel gets a, a severe injury in the first quarter of the next game or gets TCU? Yeah. Uh, who do you go with, Bevel for three and a half quarters, or do you go with Jackson Arnold? Still Jackson might Arnold want to reconsider that. But they're they're kicking the can down the road for another day that's all they're doing they're kicking the can down and hopefully that won't be an issue but hopefully uh Kelly Gabriel will stay healthy and finish out the year and go do what he does and you know and have his own legacy but uh you know and and because you just never know what could happen injury-wise to certain players or developmental-wise that they not always go after their junior year or sure. their third year from, from their high school graduation anyway, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you never know. But, hey, it's a great great game tonight. Um, I feel a lot better. But they got to keep building. they got to keep Correct. building and, and keep it simple. Don't regress. Is- Don't regress this next week. Don't do it. No, no. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what I would tell the coaching staff. Just keep it simple. All yeah. right. Good to hear, hey, good to hear from you, man. All right, take care, guys. Yeah, if the exact same situation comes up next week in Provo, uh, please let that exact same situation yeah. happen next week. I think you could see the exact same thing. Um, again, if the number was at three or five for Arnold, he probably comes in tonight. Maybe but, see general. Yeah, potentially. But Jackson Arnold's your backup quarterback. Make no mistake about yeah, it. Yeah, he is no number mistake. two on the depth chart. Yeah, there, there's – yeah. And if L- they need – Let's not get complicated. Yes, if they need him for – something were to happen to, to deal – whatever, like Jackson Arnold's coming in in that spot. Yes. So 405-329-9000 is, is the phone uh, phone number to call. And uh, we'll get to more of your calls, more post-game reaction on the Whitney Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show right here on The Ref. Final hour of our Wendy Chevrolet Super Game Day kickoff show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live at O'Connell's on campus corner where Oregon is leading USC 19 to 7 right now. Gotta love that. Ducks uh, got a nice little lead over uh, USC and they're uh, about to get the ball back. Coffin corner punt there for USC inside the one yard line. So Oregon will have a 99 yard drive, but uh, well. There's a lot of teams going to have a 99-yard drive against that USC defense, Ugh, right? Gross. Uh, let's go well, back. Man, hey, no, 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 no. Yeah. Tyler, I don't know if you heard. They fired Alex Grinch. Defense is fixed in, in uh, SoCal. Huh. Yeah, looks like it, huh? Defense is fixed. Looks like Amazing. It. Let's go to the phone lines. Jim in Arlington 
is at a bass fishing tournament this weekend. He couldn't make Jim it. Jim in Arlington. He's somewhere in the southeast. I don't know where he's at. But, Jim, you're on the postgame show. What's up, man? Hey, guys. I'm in far northwest corner of Alabama, Muscle Shoals. Famous from the uh, Leonard Skinner song, Sweet Home Alabama. It's got the verse about Muscle Shoals has a swamp. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I tell you what, I don't know what's more embarrassing, the, the OSU loss or the fact they forgot their rain gear. I mean, what's up with that? I, mean, I did see that, I mean, yeah. Somebody run to Walmart Gunny, and get some ponchos, man. Yeah, I guess Gunny didn't want his hair to be covered up on TV. Who knows, you know? Hard to tell with him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so yeah. glad, I, I really am glad that the Big 12 runs through, or the, the college football <laughs> runs through Lubbock. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm glad that it happened. For the second time in my life, Jim, uh, I am thankful yeah. for Texas Tech. Once was today, yeah. the other was 2008 when they beat Texas. So, second right, time, so and probably Joe, the last we time. Yeah, we got to salute Joey McGuire on Monday in her show. So, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. And as far as the Jackson Arnold thing, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of time left, although it was kind of awkward. I'm sure all the people were squawking whenever they saw Bibble come in instead of Jackson. But yeah. like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of time left, so wasn't a lot of much you could do, I guess. But, but yeah, I, I mean, he's not going to be there four years, so I don't know what the deal is, but – Eventually he'll get some playing time and everything. Oh, and I'm watching the uh, Iowa State game, man. They're running up, up and down the field on BYU. Not saying yeah, BYU, they're going to beat Texas but, next week. Yeah, no excuse to go out to BYU got, and lay another egg. Yeah, That's not a good team. That That's not a good offense. Yeah, you should go out there and um, you should dominate BYU. Uh, God, Iowa State's up 31-7 at halftime at BYU. Yeah, now the weather the forecast ball, is looking make maybe cold and rainy, but still, man, I don't care what the weather is. Go dominate BYU. Next Iowa week. State, that in, uh, that explosive offense in Iowa State. Seriously, yeah. And I was hoping Texas would have lost, but man, I guess man, TCU, especially after what TCU did to us in Fort Worth years ago. I mean, gee. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. So, so tell me again, what's the if we went out, but everyone else that we need to lose wins out, then we're not in, right? The big show. Uh, you went out. Happened? Went out, and uh, you need Oklahoma State to lose once, Texas to lose once. But if they both went out, it'll be Texas and Oklahoma State in the uh, Big 12 championship game. So you're, uh, it, th- those two are in the best spots, and then you're right there at third behind them. So that's that's kind of what it looks but like. But you don't need you don't need both Kansas and Oklahoma State to no, lose. No, no, no. So we went it. We went into today. We went into today with needing two of three things to happen. We needed two losses of Oklahoma State. We needed one loss of Kansas and one loss of Texas. Two of those three things had to happen, still have to happen theoretically, um, for OU to uh, make the Big 12 championship. Okay. So there's still hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll still see. hope. All right. Hey, good right, to thanks, talk to you, guys. Jim. All right. Later. Appreciate it. And I want to read you this real quick, Tyler, um, from the press conference. This is from our Parker Thune. Brent Venables was asked about the game that Sooners OC Jeff Lebby called tonight after he faced rampant criticism from the fan base and media like, I told him not to listen to y'all, Venables joked. What? Why? I've been saying what they did tonight is what I've been saying. Attack the corners and the safeties down the field. Run the ball aggressively, north and south. I told them not to listen to y'all. Terrible advice. Nah, man. Hey, don't get it twisted. OU fans and OU media like, we bullied Jeff Lebby into calling the best game of his season. Yeah. 
Keep up the good work, everybody. Glenn from Nashville says, for what it's worth, I thought they kept Jackson out of the game because it had gotten pretty chippy in that second half, and I don't think they wanted him to take a cheap shot by some West Virginia player in the last few minutes. That, that would be uh, I'd be pretty funny if that was the thinking. All right, we don't want to risk <laughs> our uh, five-star getting hurt. Bevel, get in there. <laughs> Davis, get in there. Get in there, Bevel. Davis, get in there. You're warmed up. You're in there. Hey, man, Davis is a big old boy, man. I think he can take care of himself, no doubt. But, but I do think there's a little bit to it where, look, you're not going to get quality reps, like legitimate quality reps, you know, in the fourth quarter against uh, against West Virginia. Let him sit. Let let Davis Bevel get some reps, you know, some of the last reps of his career, likely, and uh, and get out of there with yeah. a thirty point win. You know what I mean? That's the most important thing. I, I just think we overvalue garbage time snaps, even in situations where you are throwing the ball, right? Yeah. yeah. I just don't think that that is ultimately the difference of having three touchdowns, no interceptions against Tennessee next year, or one touchdown, two interceptions. Right. Nobody just, nobody is going to see him throw a touchdown against Alabama at home next year and say, oh, uh, thank God he got those reps against West Virginia. He knew how to dissect that Nick Saban defense because of that. Uh, okay, from the 918, just tuned in. Sorry if already asked any reaction from recruits in attendance. Uh, not yet, but I, I don't know how it wouldn't be overwhelmingly positive. It, it has to be. I, you know, obviously Michael Boganowski uh, joined the broadcast in the pregame with Parker Thune. Uh, I know that Grant Bricks, uh, you know, stopped by the OU Insider tailgate with his dad. I, t- I spoke with his dad for a little while. He was just talking about, hey, look, I, you know, I like Norman a lot. They've been here a bunch. They're not learning anything new necessarily. But you just you just look at a performance like that tonight, and you, and you think to yourself, Tyler, if, if Grant Bricks is interested in football, how do you not want to go play for that? Yeah, I mean, the, that's that's the thing. And it sounds like he knows the difference between – he sees the difference between OU and Nebraska. Like, we're saying it like, how is it a – how is it a dis- – he, he sees Stevie that Wonder. part. Stevie Wonder sees the difference well, between Nebraska. Some would Nebraska. say that Stevie wasn't actually blind. So. Well, okay, Ray Charles. <laughs> and Helen Keller could tell the difference between the two programs. Yeah, well, um, the, the thing, proximity matters here. That's the edge that Nebraska yeah. has. We'll see if that wins If out he wants not. to be a farmer, he'll go play in Nebraska. If he wants to play in the NFL, he'll come play at Oklahoma. I, it's quite it's quite simple. But I do know that Michael Boganowski Sr. W- was working very hard on Mr. Bricks, and uh, Michael Boganowski Jr. was tasked with working very hard on Grant Bricks. So nice. I know the boys – the boys were in town, and we had a ton of commits in town, too, and the visitor list was quite obscene. So a lot of people understood that Grant Bix is the guy. So Oregon took over from its own one-yard line, and I said, here comes the 99-yard score. Well, they're inside the 15-yard line right now. Um, they are inside the 10-yard line. First, first and goal. Down, first and goal. From the two. So it's going exactly the way that oh, we thought it would. Probably a targeting. Yeah, probably. Ben from FM says, I'm going to send this in several times tonight. I want DG back next year. For our first year in the SEC wow. last year, everyone called for Canick, and he wasn't ready. JFA isn't ready and may not be next year. Wow. Um, That's interesting. I, I just, how about this? How about this? I like the take. I like the text. I like the I like the trust in Dylan Gabriel because, Tyler, you and I deal with the text line all week, and, and we get a lot of doubt in Dylan Gabriel. A lot this week. And man. a lot of blind Ooh. trust in Jackson Arnold. It's kind of refreshing, isn't it? To get a guy that says, you know what, I want Dylan Gabriel back. That's who I want leading us into the SEC. It's just refreshing. Yeah. 
Well, um, I don't think Dylan Gabriel's going to be back. It's also year, not so. going to happen, but it's yeah. very the take is refreshing. But we also heard that they weren't worried about the about the red shirt, though. I, the, you know? the, the take itself is refreshing, even though it's not going to happen. It'd be, it would be pretty wild if uh, Gabriel goes up to the coaching staff. He's like, oh, by the way, guys, I kind of changed my mind. I plan on coming back. Decided next year. to come back. <laughs> After my eight touchdown performance, I decided uh, to come back. There's a deep conspiracy theory. They're now worried about Jackson Arnold's red shirt because Gabriel's coming back next year. Well, I, I, I'm just kidding. I don't even want to start somebody. That. No, somebody replied to a tweet from me and said, "Oh, Jeff Lebby is uh, is maintaining Jackson's red shirt because he's going to leave with Lebby in the off season." I'm sorry, uh, Jackson Arnold ain't going to go play at UTEP next no. year, or wherever that is. No, he won't. Uh, Jimmy in Tulsa says, "Boys, how." Great would it be to play Oki Live in the Big 12 title game and win by amazing. 20 would be comical. Yeah, Jimmy, it would be comical. It would be amazing. And you know what? I think that's exactly what would happen if these two teams play again. I feel very confident about that. In no way do I think that this team is all of a sudden fixed or perfect, but with that rematch, with who you got healthy back this time around, with the offense you know, heading in the right direction a bit here, I uh, I think OU would win convincingly in that yeah. rematch. Danny Sutsman being back changes this defense so dramatically. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd feel real good about that, Ty. 405-329-9000 if you want to call in. 405-651-3439 if you want to text in. But we'll continue to get all your post-game reaction as Oregon. Did they miss that field goal or did he make it? He made that field goal. So now it's 22-7 Oregon in the second quarter. More to come next right here on The Ref. Woody Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby. Your phone calls and texts as well. I'm going to do uh, do our friend Sam and Edmund a little bit of a solid here. He really wants to go to BYU. He really wants to go to the BYU game next week. The problem is it sounds like he hasn't brought up that topic with his wife in maybe a few weeks. And I think he was hoping that we would bring it up after he left and he got back to the car. So, well, well, the nice yeah. thing about going to Utah for a game and your wife not agreeing with it, you can get six to eight more wives in Utah. Six for one sale. You're good to go. Yeah. There, you got plenty of wives in I, Utah. I was talking to Sam. I'm like, why don't you just, why don't you just go? Like, what's the worst that could happen? He said, divorce. So that's that's currently the again, decision that he is faced with right now. Again, if you're gonna get divorced <laughs> by going to a college football game. Any college football game in Utah is the place you want to go. Yeah. It's because you can get restocked real quickly. Maybe maybe we just did Sam a solid, and he's going to end up going to the uh, BYU game. I don't know. We're we'll, here to help people, we'll folks. See. We're here to help people, folks. This uh, is a sports talk and therapy line here. But we will be in Salt Lake on Friday. We'll be in Provo uh, before and after the game on Saturday. We'll get you a more update or more details on that on uh, Monday for sure. But, um, yeah, hopefully game time is – Two thirty, three thirty. You know, want, I'm gonna want to see I, those gorgeous mountains in the background God, there at the Stadium. I, I want a day game, obviously, and I'm, you know, I'm driving to Denver for the Sunday night football game the next day. I would, I would love to not do radio till two a.m., but that's just me being selfish. Tyler, I want us to play at, I want us to play at the time that is best suited for us to beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah, that's all I care about. Well, hopefully that's just any time <laughs> that you, know? you would hope. Because Iowa State's up on them by three touchdowns at halftime. It's 31-7. And Iowa State is not known as an explosive offense. Uh, Okay, Garrett in California says, Sooners, win or loss, one of my favorite and most therapeutic things to do every season is to listen and drunk text in the K-Rep postgame show. Yeah. Keep up the good work, fellas. Boomer Sooner. Uh, Garrett, I love you. 
My thing Thank is, that's, that's my awesome. thing is, if that's a drunk text, yeah, that was a really good. Drunk <laughs> that is text. that is that dude is is a uh, professional professional alcoholic. Um, <laughs> We, we have some texts by people who claim they're sober that aren't as good as that. It was formatted perfectly. It's like three no, I can see it. Lines there. I can great. see it on text group. It's, it's the cleanest, gorgeous. Cleanest text that we've had. It was that MLA formatting. Man. That is gorgeous. No. Um, you need to drink more. We love you guys. Um, it's been bad the past couple of weeks. It's good tonight, but we're all still here. We we're, all still show up. We're eight and two. We yell at each other sometimes. We yelled at Roger in L.A. tonight, but we all come together the very next week. Eight and two, man. With all this, the same purpose, to try to win a football game. Absolutely. It's fun, man. It's uh, We love you guys. It's enjoyable. Oregon's up 22-7 on USC. USC looks like they're about to score. They got a second goal from about the two-yard line. Uh, like I said, Iowa State up on BYU, 31-7. That's early in the third quarter. And outside that, man, there's not a whole lot going on. I guess the big story today is without Jim Harbaugh, Michigan still wins at Penn State. Go figure. Penn State loses another big game. With oh, wait. James okay, okay. so, and I said this on the OU Insider pregame show. I said, I'll pick Michigan in that because Michigan's favored. James Franklin beats every team that he's supposed to beat and beats – Zero people that he's not supposed to be. And that sounds silly. Yeah. But, like, eventually you've got to turn an upset. Like, eventually you've got to beat somebody you're not supposed to. And James Franklin. Can't do it, man. Never does. He cannot do it. Never does. Dan in Madison, Mississippi. I love Dan. He was, um, Dan was on the sidelines of the Ole Miss A&M game last week. Taking photos and listening to us via the app. Oh, our pregame incredible. show while incredible. It, it looks like he went to the Ole Miss Georgia game tonight in Athens. He says, "In traffic hell from Athens, best environment in the SEC." Thanks for making this drive tolerable, Boomer Sooner. Dan, we love, love you as always, man. And people say we're not SEC ready, bro. We got people in the SEC on yeah. the sideline in the trenches. Dan's gonna let us know what's going on in the trenches. Dan could be ready. our sign stealer. You know, can be. What are you talking about? I've already Dan and I have a manifesto. Okay, we, I'm calling it a Danifesto. <laughs> already, already out at the Danifesto. The Danifesto. He's gonna be the next head coach at OU. <laughs> That's what he's, he's what he's shooting for. Um, okay, we we got some sister wives jokes on the text line. I'm just, just trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate that. Oh, Jay in Tulsa says I'm going to Provo for football and neglected uh, sister wives. So. That's kind of where we're at in the night tonight. You know? I'm just That's saying, man, if, if you're if you're wondering whether you'll be divorced if you're going to Utah, if you are divorced, again, you can restock while you're out there. Five, six, seven wives. You're going to look like LeBron James out there when he was introduced to the Not five, not six, not seven. You'll be good to go. Yeah, Alabama looked really good today. Um they put the beat down on Kentucky. That's an, that's an, ever, that's an evergreen comment. I, they are getting better and Weird. better and better as the season has gone on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alabama's really If they played to today, off. Alabama would beat Texas by 21 Yeah, points. I agree. And TCU had a chance, man. It was third and 12. Twice, two weeks in a row. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it up to Texas. I'll give it up to Sark. Third and 12, you're backed up. You're saying, I don't care about them burning that last time out. Let's go get the first down. And that's what they did. They threw it to, I mean, A.D. Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, whoever you want. I really like A.D. Mitchell. They just threw it up to A.D. Mitchell and say, go make a play in this game, and he did. So I hate him. I can't stand him. 
But if I have to, I'll at least say, well, kudos for being aggressive there because we want to know you to be aggressive in a spot against Kansas a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I will not give them any credit because they're stinking bums that hopefully will lose at Ames this coming weekend. I'll tell you what, Iowa State's playing some good football. We knew that the uh, kind of the gambling issue would shock them initially. They lose a bunch of starters. But Matt Campbell, despite what yeah. that guy was yelling at him about being on the hot seat, I mean, he's, uh, he's turned it around, and they're playing their best football right now. Kind of like Texas caught Alabama at a good time to catch Alabama. Sure. Is it possible, Tyler, that we caught Iowa State at a good time to catch Iowa State? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I think that that whole thing worked out for the better. for Like, Rocco Becht um, has really started to play some good football yeah, this year. That's I their agree. future at quarterback. He could be their next – he could be their next uh, special QB. I say next, like their they've next had a Seneca ton. Wallace. They had Seneca Wallace. That's and about it. Brock Purdy when he wasn't uh, having the Matt most maddening interceptions ever. Was holding Brock Purdy back. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Um, Rodney from Denton wants to get in on the uh, BYU jokes as well. Oh, nice! You can't trade wives. You can only add them. Not a good option. So, <laughs> jeez, guys. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. This is the direction it's taken. Hey. We'll get to more of your text on this Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. <laughs> hey, you know what? We, we got the best listeners in the game, man. There ain't no doubt about that. I don't that. care, man. We got the best listeners in the there game. no doubt about that. A couple more segments left on the Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show right here on The Ref. Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live at O'Connell's. Right here on Campus Corner, watching USC and Oregon. Oregon got a uh, what a touchdown lead on USC right now. Yep, We're in yep. a uh, commercial break, but yep. USC just scored a touchdown. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, 22-14 at the half right now. Oregon leads USC. You know, it, it just goes to show you um, how long of a game it is because I think a lot of people came into this game nervous and then what happens in the opening possession of the game oh you does not look good defensively man they're giving up some plays down the field and everybody, you know, maybe everybody was wasn't ready. great like they're down seven nothing as soon as you sit down and it's oh gosh we're so we're in for this really full of bums and then um like it seems like a distant memory because after that it was it was all good from there they were really good outside of a couple of muff punts it was it was good there and i just it's just the worst thing that could happen to Gavin Freeman right now. It really is. Because Especially with Roger in L.A. on his case. Yeah, it's just he drops the one. It's in his head. He drops the other. It's and then mental. It's mental right now. Even the one, the play that he makes, the fair catch, he, like, falls to the ground. You can just tell it's it was backwards somersault. Yeah, he's in, his, he's in his head right now. So hopefully he gets that, uh, gets well, that And it's out. tough because, Tyler, West Virginia coming into this game was ninth in the entire country in punt defense. They were only giving up 1.7 yards per punt return, and the longest punt return they'd given up was 11 yards. So if it's a game where you're like, hey, look, we got to be on our P's and Q's in the return game, this was it, and he simply wasn't. Now, I think going forward, I think he'll have some more opportunity because the team's that we have left on the schedule just simply aren't as good at punt defense. But this was the game where it's like, all right, you can't be doing what you're doing. Sam and Edmund are trying to get him out to uh, Provo Salt Lake for the game next week. He texts in, first, I can only afford one wife. Retweet on that. Agree. <laughs> Second, James Franklin is a poor man's mule shoe. Beat up on unranked teams and lose to the ranked teams. It's, it's simple. 
it's a good point. Penn State's the Texas of the or the Texas, whichever one you want to use there. I think they can both. They've fit. had a lot more success in Texas in the last ten years. Well, that's that's. I true. mean, let's not let's not get it twisted. Maybe I'll, they're they're the hybrid of Texas and Texas A and M, just kind of yeah, you know yeah, historically no, oversold. But my thing is, I agree. James Franklin beats all the teams he's supposed to beat and loses to every single one of the teams he's not supposed to beat. I mean, it's clockwork. Simply clockwork. 221 rushing yards by OU. 42 rushes, which that's what I like. We ran the ball 42 times tonight. Last week. 5.3 a carry. Last week, our top two rushers were Tawi Walker and Gavin Sawchuk, and they combined last week, Tyler, for 21 carries. So we doubled up last week's carries just if we just counted Tawi Walker and Gavin Sawchuk. That's big time, man. Yeah. They're trusting them more. Drake Stoops, a phenomenal game. Ten catches, 164 yards, three touchdowns. Well, I mean, best game of his career. What a game. Um, Austin Stogner, the best game all year for him. Four they, catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. And those four catches for 69 yards felt like ten catches for 300 yards yeah. is what it felt like. And every play that Nick Anderson makes, like I look at the stat sheet and I say, Nick Anderson had 119 yards? He I mean, did? I, I remember him having some ca- – he only had four catches – but every time it's Nick Anderson, it's going for like 30, 35 yards <laughs> every single time he makes a play down the field. So Talented man. His, uh, no his yards per catch number just throughout the year. I think he leads the Big 12. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But Drake? Drake? But I, th- but I also think he's like, t- like he's like top five in the country. Yeah. Well, speaking of stats, Drake was second in the conference in receptions. And he had, what, 10 tonight? Yeah. There's a chance he... He's going to lead the conference, the Big 12 conference, in receptions at the end of the year. If, if it, All right. If Drake Stoops is not an all-Big 12 selection. Oh, my gosh. It would be, I mean, you think they're chanting SEC now. <laughs> like, there would be there would be vitriol towards Brett Yormark. St- the name Stoops, Tyler, the name Stoops owns this damn conference. Yeah, and you, really does. And you would snub... Drake Stoops from an all-conference selection, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it if it happens. I just uh, I can't believe I heard multiple SEC chants tonight after a bad officiating. That was weird, and, wasn't it? Well, and it's weird because... Like, I get it, but it's also weird. Well, I, I think it's interesting because we hadn't talked about, oh, well, if the officiating is bad again, are they going to chant SEC? No. Like, you know, sometimes it was us organic. and other people it talking about... Right, yeah. us and other people talking about it can maybe lead into that. We talked about what would happen if there's a terrible officiating call. We didn't mention nothing about the SEC. The fact that half the stadium all thought at the same time, I know, this sucks, let's chant SEC. <laughs> that, that got going I would rather, rather quickly. I would rather them chant SEC than chant for the backup. Yeah. I o- promise you that. OU Optimist says, where's Desan McCullough? He was injured today, but he's a full go next week. Good. He is a full go next week. Brent Venable said that in the press conference. He will be good to go. So, uh, yeah, you know what? Didn't need him. You get back one of your better defenders next week at BYU. Good to see Peyton Bowen out there today. You know what? It's always good to see Peyton Bowen. It really is. 22, that that number just makes you happy. I never really thought much about the number 22 before, but 22, I'm like, yeah, that just calms me down. Taylor Swift song. That's all I ever think of. When I could tell that it was number 22, my eyesight, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) granted it's not great, but those, those are so hard to read the jersey numbers, man. Those are very difficult. My thing by now, and I was talking with my buddy Todd Donnan uh, during the game, and I feel like by now, 
I've watched enough of this team that I know how the players run. I know the body types. I know the skin tones. I know everything. And it's like, if a guy catches the ball, I'm like, well, of course I know who that is. Defender makes a play, I'm like, of course I know who that is. But it does get a little annoying at times where you're like, God, what number is that? Is that Farouk? Is that Farouk out of the backfield? I can't, yeah. But I will tell you this. Speaking of number three out of the backfield, Robert Spears Jennings laid some wood tonight. Yep. Laid some wood tonight. But also. Even on a putt return. But also, those Unity jerseys look so good under the lights. I mean, them coming out. Out of the tunnel, it's dark. They do the fireworks. They do the. I mean, that was that was a sexy, a very sexy just game day experience yeah. from the crew. Shark says, "Gotta love the SEC chance when that refs blank up." I cannot read the blank part, but blank. it's a four-letter word. That's curious. And C and K are the uh, last two, last two letters there. They muck it up a little bit. Chris and Lindsay also says the same word. Blank these Big Twelve refs. Will it get better in the SEC? It can't get worse. I, I am told to never challenge worse, but I will challenge worse. It cannot get worse in the SEC. How about that? Less than Hayes, Kansas. One thing about Unity. I love them, but you can't see the number and no name on the back. I don't like that. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I, agree. I agree with that. It's hard to see the number. So, um, yeah. Tommy Walker hurts. Um, I think that's what's going on there. Not 100%. Uh, we had one carry tonight for just negative one yards, but. That's why it's so important that Gavin Sawchuk's really found his rhythm, well, well, and he's playing good football. Well, and that's the thing. It's Tyler. We talked about it. He gets out of the end zone, right? We're, we're needing a little bit of room. He gets out of the end zone. He breaks two tackles and continues to get upfield multiple times tonight. Tyler, we felt he broke tackles, got upfield. Broke tackles, got upfield. Yep. How many times early in the season, Tyler, were you, were you and I talking about the run game, saying, "God, they're just getting tripped out." Um, the first They're seven, the first seven games, right? Actually, I can up. put a number on. They're it. just getting tripped up. Well, with Gavin Sawchuk running like he is, with the confidence that he's running right now, he's not getting tripped up. And God, it makes a big difference yeah. in the run game, man. We got one final segment coming up next. We we'll get to our final thoughts, and uh, of course, more text as well. Right here on the ref, we're the homeless Shooter fans. Final segment of our Wendy Chevrolet. Shooter Game Day wrap-up show. Right here on the ref for the homeless Shooter fans, live from O'Connell's. Keep you updated on uh, USC and Oregon before we get out of here. But it's time for our final final thoughts as OU dominated tonight. Dominant on both sides of the ball. Big win over West Virginia. Connor, uh, lead us off, man. Uh, what are your final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, guys, it was a great night. Offense was really clicking on all cylinders. I mean, over 600 yards. Uh, Dylan Gabriel over 400 yards, eight touchdowns. And Drake Stoops, man, he just continues to make things happen offensively. Uh, really just becoming one of the most beloved Sooners of all time, really. So it was a really great night. Uh, great performance under the lights. I mean, you can't ask for anything else. Yeah. Um, by the way, I got a tweet here listening to us from the state of Arizona. Appreciate that. Says that uh, Coach Levy hardly called any pass plays behind the line of scrimmage, and our offense looks dominant, saying, hmm, look what happens when you just throw the ball downfield. This mm. offense is good when they throw the ball downfield. At least I think they are. Mm. No, I. And I, that doesn't mean like throw downfield. I don't mean just well, that's, throwing and that's, bombs. And that's what I'm saying, Tyler. Is we saw a lot of intermediate passes. Yes, yes. Saw a lot of crossing routes. We saw that. We we let things develop a little bit longer than we normally do. But I think that comes down to blocking, right? I think the offensive line had a good day, and 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 really the 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 east west passing. It's an extension of the run game. That's to set up deep shots, and we didn't take a ton of deep, deep today. I think they kind of found a middle ground, and yeah. I think that Levy 
I mean, don't get. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I really feel like Levy got a feel for the game. That is that is the first time we've been able to say that all year. He's got a feel for the game a little bit. That's key. Well, and we've been talking a lot this year. What's the identity of the offense? That looked like an offense tonight that had its identity. Well, not only that, but confidence. Sure. Like, like confident. Like, when they when they handed the ball, like Gavin Sarchuk ran with confidence. Dylan Gabriel struggled early, but threw with confidence late. Drake Stoops playing with confidence. Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson. These guys playing with confidence. And dare I say, Tyler, a little bit of swagger. You don't get in a, a, a fight. After, like, without a bit of swagger, you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe this is the case. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, boy, guys. 11 a.m. Central Time next week for BYU. No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm going to have to leave Denver oh at an gosh. ungodly hour. Oh, no. Early morning, gentlemen. 10 a.m. local kickoff time. Are you kidding me? Hey. Oh no! Hey, you know what? Big, oh no! Hey, you know Tyler. You know what? You know why this happened? Brett Yormark heard the SEC oh chance from the OU faithful tonight, and he said, "Oh, oh, okay." You I think was having cute? such a good day. He said, "You think you're cute, OU fans? I cannot believe Watch that. this. You're gonna be an 11 a.m. game." But hey, you know what? Oh my gosh. Tyler, you know Tyler. BYU. They offer a beautiful backdrop, and honestly, Tyler, I don't mind. 11 a.m. road kickoffs because the away crowd can't get into it. You know, they're a little sleepy, maybe. That's fine. As far as for the OU football team is concerned, I like the time. As far as the K-Ref radio crew is concerned, oh, that sucks. I hate this conference, dude. God, I hate this conference. Conference sucks. Um, God, really? 11 a.m. 10 a.m. Central or 10 a.m. local next week? Oh, jeez. All right, we're having such a good day. Now's the time to chant SEC. Oh, jeez. All right, um, that'll do it for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you early next Saturday is what it sounds like, really early if you're out there on the West Coast or uh, Mountain Time. But OUBYU, 11 a.m. Central on ABC or ESPN. What a league. What a conference. Uh, appreciate all the phone calls. Appreciate all the texts, all the interaction. We love you all. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans.